This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ishiro san, how you doing? Takahashi, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. How's the bonsai growing if you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you old scallywag. <laughs> I was recently talking to my cousin who knows this film producer in Thailand, sees, and uh, he had a boffo idea. I love it. The last ideas have been great. What do you got? Well, you know what's really popular right now? Uh, flamethrowers. Yes, however, what's really playing well in the theaters anyways, not so much the flamethrowers, they don't play too well in the theater itself, but uh, we're actually popular right now with uh, this year Karate Kid that's going on with the Ralph Macchio over there in the in the U.S. And the Pat Morita? Right, uh, fine countrymen of ours. Um, yeah. He, the producer that I know uh, through my cousin in Thailand, uh, right. he's got this idea to make a very similar Karate Kid-type movie, but changing it just enough so that you don't even really notice the differences. Perfect. So easy money. Easy, easy money. money. What we're going to do is, uh, uh, in, instead of him being taught by like a, a sage-like groundskeeper, uh, he's going to be taught by the ghost of Bruce Lee. Can we get the real ghost? We can look into that. Okay, good. Okay. Um, we're going to shoot it in Seattle so we can actually, uh, you know, be real, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, respectful types and actually shoot his grave. Yes, perfect. Because, I mean, can that's we... respectful, right? Shooting someone's grave. Yes, uh, as long as when we shoot it, the characters say, oh, my God, I love this man. Okay, we'll definitely throw that in there. Then it's um, perfect. We've got this new guy. He's really hot. Uh, he's going to play a Russian because, you know, it's America, so they got to take on the Russians. I was all Ruskies. The only thing is, he's from Brussels. That's, got, that's not going to be a problem. I think if we limit his dialogue, we'll get, we'll get okay because that way they won't notice that he has a French accent, not a Russian accent. Well, Takahashi, the good thing is... The French accent and the Russian accent don't sound that that different. No, they're very similar. And like I said, if we keep it minimized, the only people who might notice are people with a really keen ear. Like uh, like you or myself, you know? Right. Like, um, I notice when you talk, you've got your, your very excellent and uh, refined Yokohama accent. I do. <laughs> Excuse me. And then when I talk, I'm sure you hear my very uh, cosmopolitan Tokyo accent. It's overwhelming. Right. But only folks like you and I with a real discerning ear will be able to notice this. I love it. Okay, Let's so what we're going to do picture. is we're going to go all in on this. Okay. We're going to make a movie so good, we're going to make the karate kid look like the karate kid. <laughs> and then you know what happens. What happens? That's when the money rolls in. You know when I pick a movie. That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking?
What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Oh, I am Brendan. No surrender. <laughs> I'm Nathan. And you're listening to another episode of What Were They Thinking? We are back with a bang because we've got quite the film to talk about. Now, here's the issue, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to be able to say about this because I don't think this movie has any flaws. No, none at all. And it's very straightforward. Yes. It it was made with very limited amount of che- uh, cheesiness. Oh, I know. Like the the dialogue and delivery of said dialogue is on point. Yeah, I, I believe Meryl Streep is in this somewhere. If she's not, it's a travesty that she isn't because it is it is certainly to her caliber. This could have been the movie where Meryl Streep and John Claude Van Damme shared the screen. Well, I mean, I feel it's long overdue that they haven't, right? Sam yeah. Furstenberg approved, by the way. Yeah. And, <laughs> Jesus. Well, of course we're talking about No Retreat, No Surrender. Right. Uh, 1986, I believe? Yes, 86. And before we get started with the actual movie, I, I, I looked up a little bit about this movie, a little uh-huh. bit about the background. Uh, first of all, we, we don't know what the budget was. I'm assuming very low, but it made about $4.7 at the box office. So I'm assuming that's like triple its money back. <laughs> at the very least, because it did spawn two sequels. Uh, with none of the original actors, I'm assuming. No. Which is, which is funny, because nobody in this movie, aside from Jean-Claude Van Damme, who definitely was not known at the time, but nobody in this movie is really like a name actor. No. There are a couple of real fighters yeah that uh, were somewhat known. sugarfoot is that the guy's name yeah sugar something sugarfoot yeah but no unless you like knew about that stuff you would not know who any of these people are well i guess a little sugarfoot he's done some he's actually done some stuff uh, but mm-hmm. you know it's always been supporting you know but it's always and it's always been like a, a warrior or fighter type role yeah i had no idea who he was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I want to talk about, yeah, the background of this. So, apparently Jean-Claude Van Damme, not so much that he was difficult to work with, that he was a, a diva or anything in his first green movie. is the what I've heard. Green, and yeah. apparently just like to kick people in the fucking face. <laughs> he was, reals. yeah, he, he was, uh, the rumor is that he wasn't um, very versed in stage combat. Yeah. So the big thing I have here is this guy we were talking about, Sugarfoot, Peter Cunningham is his name. Yep. He had never been knocked out in a fight ever in his whole career up to this point. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme shoots the first fight scene with him. Well, first kick knocks him completely out. (laughs) They recover. He's very apologetic. Second take knocks him out again. Twice in a row. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme immediately got apologetic and tried to stop and tried to, like, you know, apologize. And the director apparently was like, no, no, what are you doing? It's real. Use it. <laughs> it's And it's kind of funny because the rumor about him getting his first gig with Golan Globus is be- he went into the offices and did a, a roundhouse kick to either Golan or Globus. And... <laughs> Like stop just shy of their face, like yeah, pulled I've it that perfectly. Too, yeah. So that was that was just before uh, Bloodsport, I believe. Yes. So something happened between this and Bloodsport <laughs> where he got trained in stage combat. <laughs> He's like, oh, if I don't hit them, 
I get more acting jobs. I get more work. Yes. Maybe I'll do that for my audition. <laughs> Except with way more broken English than I just gave it. Audition. <laughs> so here we go. No retreat, no surrender. And you can tell it's called that because the titles attack you on the screen as the movie begins. Yes, because the from, there is no retreat or surrender from this movie from beginning <laughs> to end. Right off the bat... We start off in a karate dojo, helpfully labeled karate dojo. Right. The first thing we really get is, uh, I guess it's a karate class, and a lot of, Hu-ah! Headlock! Hi-ya! Got a bunch! Ah! Yes. Elbow! Ah! That's basically the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yep. And we meet our main character. It's a very unlikable introduction. He is being a bit of a dick, isn't he? Uh, yeah. So his name is Jason. And the first Figures. thing we really see... What, did, what was that? Figures. Oh, I thought you were going to say... I thought you said Voorhees. Uh, no. Uh, the first thing we really see of Jason is instead of sparring... Not even sparring, but just like practicing blocks and chops, he just decides to kick this guy in the chest and knock him down. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that, too. By the way, Jason is a white male. And a huge Bruce Lee mark. <laughs> yes. Doing uh, stereotypical Bruce, Japanese Bruce Lee stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing I also noticed right off the bat is when they're all gathered together in this karate dojo, there are a couple of, like, 45-year-old men in the background. Yeah. And they're not they're students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's all teenagers except for, like, those two dudes. Well, uh, uh, funny you should bring that up. Uh, my, my daughter's in jiu-jitsu, and the intermediate class that comes after hers uh, has uh, quite a few teenagers and also some middle-aged men who are, you know, coping with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So. It just... it just Not it, uncommon it, it, is what I'm getting at. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I noticed right off the bat is everyone talks with their hands a lot. Well, yeah. Like how, you, these... people, how are they going to know you're talking if you're not moving <laughs> your hands? <laughs> I'm moving my hands are... right now. These are some very inexperienced actors, all of them, because every sentence is punctuated with a quick moving of the hands in somewhat fashion. <laughs> it's like it's like they all think they're on like a stage or something. They could all be community theater actors. That would could make oh, a, that would make a lot of sense. You think, much like the demons of Ludlow, this <laughs> production raided a community theater and took well, all. L.A. Actors. community theater. I mean, or Seattle, Seattle. I guess. But uh, it doesn't take long for things to get interesting. Interesting? Enter. I mean... <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> for the story I... to get rolling. <laughs> for the story to get going, I guess. <laughs> I want to know what this... So, right off, right off the bat, we get this scheme. Uh, these mobsters come into the dojo. A mobster <laughs> and, like, his two bodyguards, I guess. One of which is played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. And... We learn that he's trying to take over dojos. Yes, for to be like a, a, a front for money laundering. Yeah. It, dojos is a strange choice for that. Not 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 to reveal too much about myself, but if I were to open a money laundering business, <laughs> I wouldn't think karate dojo. I would think check cashing place. Yeah. Pawn shop. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. Those two things. Those, those are the most <laughs> ideal money laundering facilities. Well, because if you think about it, 
How much money are you going to get out of a karate dojo? You get yearly dues, maybe. Uh, monthly. Or and you're, monthly you're looking at like uh, anywhere, well, 86. You're looking at anywhere from 20 to maybe $50 a month. Yeah. Per person. Yeah. Yeah. That That's not going to exactly... Uh, you're, you're, your... Yeah, you're not exactly going to make a big return on your investment. <laughs> I guess maybe they're doing it because everyone would be like, uh, if a mob took over a karate dojo, that would be really stupid. They definitely haven't taken over this dojo, guys. Let's go. <laughs> just doing it to stay under the radar. Did you think that the, uh, uh, the mafia guy looked a bit like the... The governor from Oz? The, I'm trying to remember. I have watched all of Oz. He's got a really to... weird name. Governor Devlin. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. I'm not even going <laughs> to attempt that guy's name. <laughs> no? Okay. It's, 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 uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so it's not Adewale Akinue Anudugajibu? No, no. Okay. It's like Gorum something or other. I don't know. Oh, Viznik or something. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. now you see you get it. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> so, so these mafia boys, they yeah. come up and they, they want to take over this dojo. And old, uh, old dad, because I don't, I don't remember his name in the movie, Jason's dad, who's also the karate instructor. Does he even call him any? Like, it, it's just dad. <laughs> no, no, he calls him dad! Dad! <laughs> And right off the bat, so Dad doesn't want to doesn't want this. He doesn't, he doesn't want to sell out to this mafia, right? And he, mafia but he doesn't want to fight. I will not use karate for aggressively unless I have to. <laughs> yeah. And the fighting right off the bat is so hilariously and obviously sped up. They're calling I you about it, it right now. What's that? They're calling you about it right now. Can you hear them? <laughs> I can. I'm getting it right now. Yeah. No. Hello. Yeah. What do you mean it wasn't sped up? He did not move like that. You mean... No. You did not slow it down. That's for damn sure. Ask them how they keep getting this number. Who gave you this? What do you mean, go pound sand? I am hanging... Good day to you, sir. Good day. (sighs) Like, do they have... These people must have Google alerts set up on their phone. Must be. You didn't put my like my phone number up on our, our Twitter page or anything, did you? I mean, just in the profile section. That could be it. Oh. I said call if you have any questions. So he so he has this fight with these karate guys, mm-hmm. uh, Jason's dad. Jason's dad gets his ass handed to him yep. uh, by, because of Jean-Claude Van Damme, who kicks and him in the face. Zeltro Ivanek. That, that's, the guy, that's the guy who played Governor Devlin on Oz. I looked right, it up. I, be- I figured I'd, I'd be brave and attempt it. Gornum Slagin. No, it's, it's Zeljko Ivanek. Zellers Van City. <laughs> They're close enough. Okay. I think they closed that store down. <laughs> Van City? Well, the Zellers in Van City, anyways. <laughs> right. Right. So. So yes. we get a lot of Jason uh, as his dad. They break his dad's leg, and do Jason, they though? Because they, I have some, I have some movie. questions about the placement of that cast a little later on. <laughs> Don't know how you could. Yeah. So Jason tries to come to his dad's defense. Dad, dad, dad! Jason, Jason. 
It's amazing. Jason, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme grabs, Jason almost breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. And let's go and let's him go or whatever. And then they decide, well, I guess uh, we're going to have to move and just give up this dojo to the mafia. Yep. Now, why does this, why do we suddenly get a voiceover? That oh, was strange. Where he's in the, when he's in the, uh, when he's in his hospital bed. Yes. The, that is one of the uh, first scenes that was not in the first cut that I saw. When I was oh, a kid. yes, because uh, you were saying there was two different cuts yep. for some reason. Yep. But, what? but like, <laughs> he's not the main character. Nope. The dad is hardly in the movie from this point forward. He's in a few key scenes, but suddenly we're in his head and we're listening to him go, well, I guess I, I don't know what to do. The mafia are all over me. Like, <laughs> like we just saw this happen. Yep. <laughs> we know. I, that, I think that's why that scene got cut. <laughs> so we are going to Seattle. They moved to Seattle. And just in case you don't know, Seattle's flashed up on the screen and we see the space needle about yeah. five times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to really push that idea forward. I before we get out of there, what the hell was this organized crime doing in Sherman Oaks? I mean, that is the that is their hangout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, Brooklyn, New Jersey, Sherman, Sherman. Oaks. <laughs> it's one of the triad uh, ma- mafia hangouts. Yeah, it's the, one of their home bases in the U.S. That's right, Sherman Oaks, California. <laughs> So you guys listening right now in Sherman Oaks, Stephen Izzy, <laughs> yeah, move away, move away. By the way, I got Stephen Izzy to uh, to watch this movie a few days ago, so you're welcome. And also, thank you, Nathan. Hey, you're welcome. Glad I could oblige. Pa- pay it forward, guys. Pay it forward. <laughs> so we are in Seattle, and I have a note here that Jason is Jason does something to like mock his dad for having a crutch. Like, he just kind of makes fun of him. And yeah. I'm like, you just you just watched him get assaulted and cried. And now you're like, oh, dad's got a limp. Well, and, and this is where I guess the my, my questioning of the cast and everything started to come in. Because when he got into the fight with Jean-Claude Van Damme, it looked more like he broke his knee. Like, oh, the kneecap. He... Yeah, yeah. When he gets the cast on, it's a full foot cast. <laughs> And his knee is not in the cast. Well, see, here's the thing. When you break someone's knee, the nerve is actually connected to the foot. So it actually breaks their foot. Now, if you step really hard on someone's foot, it will break their knee. Shut up, Brendan. I, I, don't, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Just, like, I did a little bit of medical research. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that is that that makes no sense. Yeah. So. That, is a, that is the only oversight in this movie. Yeah. The only one, yeah. <laughs> so, Jason and his uh, dad. I was gonna say his family, but it's literally just him and his dad. No, no his mom, mom is. His mom does show up like once, like once or twice. You see her, yeah. but she yeah. does, she has no um. When when him and his dad are fighting like cats and dogs, she is not the one stepping the. Boys, stop it! Just just J- Jason, leave your father alone. And Jason's father, just leave Jason be for a little bit. <laughs> We never Flawless. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Jason's father. Jason's father. Okay, so here's where we meet RJ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> RJ is Jason become quickly becomes Jason's best friend. Yeah. African-American. He seems a very cha- social chap. Yes. And by the way, I, I'm just going to say this because of my point I'm about to make. So he's an African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. Within the span of 5 minutes, 
they have him dribbling a basketball, rapping, <laughs> and breakdancing. It's very socially and, and culturally sensitive. Five minutes <laughs> after you meet him for the first time in this movie. <laughs> They're like, just so you know, we know all the stereotypes. We're going to get them out of the way right now. Tom. Jason's dad's name is Tom. (laughs) Oh, so Jason's dad it is. But Mrs. Stillwell doesn't have a name. Uh, Jason's mom. Jason's mom does not have a name. No, it's just Mrs. Stillwell. I actually do have a note here when RJ shows up about it being community theater level and maybe even worse than that. Well, the guy who plays RJ, yep. right off the bat, is <laughs> he is a, a very interesting actor. He's making some choices. He, just the way they interact, it's like, it is community theater because the way they're overreacting to stuff, like, just for example, like, um, are, are you moving here? No, I'm just here just... for the weekend. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried about the price of housing going up. Yeah, which is a nice little there goes the neighborhood joke. Right. Yeah. It's so over the top. And then we meet Scott. Oh, Scott. A lovable, obese, hot dog-loving jackass. He is a Cartman prototype, if there ever was one. <laughs> yes, minus the anti-Semitism, but it might be there. It might be there, because we don't there's... get a we don't get a full backstory on him. But there's we... the racism is there. Yes, I was gonna say when he is asked, so he he shows up. He's the villain, one of the villains, and we he's know eating that he cake doesn't, with his hands, eating cake with his hands, stuffing hot dogs in his face, rubbing mustard all over his face. He's just it is disgusting. But the thing is, when somebody asks him why don't you like or why don't you care for RJ, Arch. he says, "I got my reasons," and that's it. He never expounds upon it. So racism. and he, he hates. Uh, he hates Jason right out of the gate because he's a Bruce Lee fan. Yeah. He's like, Bruce Lee freak. That's just what I need. <laughs> like he's got something. But why yes. is he Southern? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> They're in Seattle, yeah. not a Southern state. Yeah, like Washington's the state, but you know what I yes. mean. <laughs> I get what you're saying. So the other thing, too, is he ha- he said he calls him a Bruce Lee freak. And he says, like, oh, stupid or whatever. Here's the other thing, guys. Spoiler alert for later in the movie, Scott is also doing karate. Yes. <laughs> this big guy who can barely uh, move at points in the movie, and sometimes he runs really fast. It's very... Uh, the continuity is all over the place, but he is also doing karate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to RJ and Jason, because they're having a great time. When when Jason tells Rapping him he's not a black belt yet, though. About, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the black belt thing. He has... He, a guy who's been in for karate for two years and he's a second degree black belt. And no, I thought he said he didn't have a black belt yet because then no, no, RJ no. says, what are you in RJ's, a slow learner's program? Exactly, and RJ says the guys that he knows who've been doing it for a couple of years, one of them's already a second degree black belt. He must be talking about Bruce Lee. <laughs> My daughter, in jiu-jitsu has been doing this now for four years mm. and is only now about to get her yellow belt. So are you saying that this mo- this movie is inaccurately representing that part of karate? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Hot 
Hot take. take. That's right. Throwing shade. So Jason and RJ become best friends after about five minutes of meeting each other. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I have a note. I don't, sorry, I just got distracted by a note I have here. Is someone jerking off? Oh, wait, it's Jason training. <laughs> so I think he's making really weird sounds, and then it pans over to him training with that... Uh, what do you call that thing? That karate oh, the, the wooden, wood thing. The wooden man. Is that what it's called? Well, that's what he called it. Okay. So uh, Scott also has a uh, poor relationship with his father, who we see once. And you know what? In the cut that I saw as a kid, never saw once. Wow. Yep. I mean, I feel like the cut you saw as a kid cut out a lot of the scenes that don't really need to be in the movie, but they definitely add to it. Yes. This is so now Scott uh, RJ tells Scott, you know, he t- he knows he's a huge Bruce Lee fan. He's like, "Hey, Bruce Lee's grave is in Seattle. I can take you right to him." Mhm. And we can, you know, so Jason gets some flowers, goes to his grave. This is his real grave, isn't it? Yes. So they filmed at Bruce Lee's legitimately his grave. Yeah. That is dicey. Uh, you want to hear something even more sketchy? Or yes, sketchier? I uh, do. Sketchier. The last Bruce Lee movie that had Bruce Lee in it, uh, he died while he was filming it. Rather than, you know, shelve the movie because they didn't have enough to um, to finish the movie, uh, they rewrote the story where the character fakes his death um, and goes undercover. Plastic surgery. And now he looks like Bruce Lee. They actually filmed his funeral and stuck it in the movie. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> so, no retreat, no surrender. Way more sensitive. Well, for a bit. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> I want. So, they go to Bruce Lee's grave, uh, his real grave, which I was not sure of, so thank you for confirming. Mm-hmm. And then we get another scene with uh, RJ and Jason running afoul of Scott while he is in the restaurant shoving food into his face. And this <laughs> leads me to a little clip of this scene I want to play because okay. it is disgusting. All right, all right, all right, big hand, eat the hurts is on me. RJ in the parking lot. Stephen J. can help me with What's the matter, Scott? It's that slime ball, RJ. Hey, Scott, why do you hate that kid so much? I've got my reasons. So that was the main... way nicer than saying I'm a total racist. Yeah. <laughs> That's AKA, he does not care for black people. <laughs> So then we got a big brawl in the parking lot of this restaurant mm-hmm. where RJ is kind of a moron because he backs up. He runs away to a place where he's easily cornered by all these guys. Yeah. He runs over to like the patio of like another restaurant. No, it's the patio of the restaurant because it's like Burger Joint or Burger Time is the name oh, of the place. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And get out of here, <laughs> Brucey. This don't concern you. So, yeah, so Jason shows up. Uh, kicks 
kicks the bad guy's asses. They take off. Uh, Scott is very upset, and he has mustard all over his face. It's gross. <laughs> we do get the titular line, though. Yes, one of many times they say it. No retreat. No, no surrender. surrender. <laughs> fucking twerps. Uh, <laughs> what? I fucking twerps. Okay, the best, one of the best, one of my favorite type scenes coming up after this is the dad, uh, Jason's dad, getting mad at Jason for fighting. Because mm. it is, it, it is some real acting here. I don't he know gets... how it got back to him that he was fighting because he just comes in and he's like super pissed at him. Well, I think he just sees like his face or something, doesn't he? And automatically figures he was fighting? Well, doesn't he have like scratches on him or something? His shirt's a little messed up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe, you know, you know Jason, though. You know old Jason. <laughs> that rapscallion. Major question comes up at this point for the movie. I gotta ask you the right, I gotta ask you right now. Okay. Okay. So Jason is dating this girl named Kelly. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Before the movie begins. Yes. Yes. Well, not really. They met last summer. Okay. Wouldn't it be better... If they met through the course of the movie? Yes. 100% yes. Okay. Also, if they have already met, and they're already sort of semi-dating, right? Mm-hmm. Why is he... Why has he never... Why is he not aware that her brother is this karate master? A fair because point. He, because he finds out... So this Ian guy, he finds out, uh, who he's already a big fan of, so he knows who he is is, like, this guy that uh, does Seattle karate, because, you know, those Seattle karate uh, experts are world famous. Well, yeah, because they hit this... Because the party that we're get, you're gonna, we're going to get to actually happens before... I mean, after they go to the dojo. Right. Because that's where we have our very first run-in with Ian and Scott, and this is the first time we meet old Sugarfoot. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I think I think Dean shows up at this point too. Hmm. But my oh yeah no is, we don't meet Ian we meet Dean right yeah you're right yeah Ian for like a quick second because he runs off and he bumps into Jason and they've never met. No, even so though he's kind of dating his sister. Right, that's my question. How is he not at least if he's never met him? Because okay, well, let's say he's away all the time. Sure, but he probably should have known that that was her brother. Yes, if he was already dating her. Correct. What I am saying is this movie has another flaw. <laughs> because even later when, um, in the movie when, when Jason's talking directly to Ian, he's like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, Ian's never saw, seen him before in his life. He's dating your sister. <laughs> for a while. Yep. <laughs> it's a serious thing. <laughs> So that's just the one thing I wanted to get off my chest there. but Because we do need to go back to the karate dojo. That, that, that is where we learned that Scott is in the karate class. Yes, because we have the fantastic exchange between Scott and Dean about where he says uh, he, was putting, he was putting Seattle karate down. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dean is the is the karate. Well, he's he's taking over as the karate dojo master for Seattle. Yes, he's the he's the interim uh, sensei because Ian's off in Reno at a prize fight. Right. Yeah. So so Dean's taking over for him. Uh, Jason and RJ show up. RJ is not doing karate, by the way. He is not. 
No, and he actually, just goes with him. Dean is is even polite to him at first mm-hmm. because he hasn't had this conversation with Scott when he's getting all set up for you know class. He's okay. The the, uh, the locker rooms to here. He go to the dojo. Come on in, and uh, we'll get you started. All right, sounds good, man. Yeah, they're having a really good relationship. And then Putts face Scott uh, says he was putting Seattle karate down. <laughs> right, putting it Scott- down. Well, because Scott wants Jason to get out of there. He doesn't want Jason around, obviously. I know, but I guess for me, I suppose Dean is supposed to be a, an older teenager as well, I'm guessing. If someone were to say to me, like, if I was involved in, in some sort of, like, if I was involved in karate in St. John, and someone was like, oh, man, he was putting St. John karate down, I'm like, how do you put karate down? It's, What? I'm not going to get into a fight with somebody over something like that's ridiculous. Well, you know, it's that old, it's the, I mean, we've all heard about the turf wars between Seattle and Los Angeles karate. Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Yeah. It's, it's well known. It's yeah. out there in the world. <laughs> also, this is the second movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme where we hear the words Kumite, by the way. Yes. Well, that is a legitimate term. Oh, I know. I just think it's yeah. funny that this is the other movie where people say that, that yeah. he happens to be in. <laughs> but I also have a... My, my big other big issue with this is that Dean is supposed to be the teacher. Yep. And therefore, he's supposed to be responsible enough to be able to lead and run the class without getting up to some immature chicanery uh, and st- starting a, a, a fist fight with a, with a, a student he's just met. Uh, and, and getting, like, one of the best guys in the class to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he is not a good teacher. Not at all. No. No, because that's exactly what he does. He has a guy beat the shit out of Jason in a karate fight. Mm-hmm. And basically, J- RJ comes in and distracts them, I guess. And then they run off. Also, was that dojo a bowling alley before? <laughs> it sure looked like it. Did you notice that there were arrows on the, the hardwood? Oh, I didn't notice that, actually. I did. There was, it, I was watching it and I'm like, I, I'm, and it wasn't just like randomly placed. They were placed in like that V pattern that you see on bowling alleys. All right. Places, quiet on set, camera, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Corey. Yeah. The, the arrows on the, forget it. Shoot it. Whatever. <laughs> Tell them to stop bowling on lane seven. We don't have time. We don't have sound on this shot. Don't worry. We'll record uh, dialogue later like we did for the rest of this movie. So I, I did I did enjoy the gigantic hair and teeny bikinis. It was very 80s. I it, <laughs> it, it got the member berries going in me. Well, <laughs> this this is of course uh I was Kelly's... 8 at the time. <laughs> was this movie your sexual awakening? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, remember? <laughs> this is, hey, guys, what was your uh, what was your sexual awakening? Oh, you know, maybe like Basic Instinct, like, uh, you know, Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds. How about, uh, Nathan, how about you? No retreat, no surrender. That's <laughs> been my mantra for sex ever since. <laughs> no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good mantra. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, Kelly's birthday party, who were, Kelly were meeting for the first time in this scene, which I still think is insane. <laughs> Dean, the karate teacher from earlier, he is a stupid is, head. He is a stupid head, and he's wearing a very pretty blouse. Oh my god! <laughs> a, a really nice blousey shirt. And yeah. he he just comes up and like kisses Kelly on the mouth right in front of Jason. 
I'm and sorry she's if not that, having it. No, and I'm sorry if that's me. I'm kicking him in the face immediately. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Yes, of course. No, you're 100 percent right. I don't know if she's trained in karate like her brother is, but <gasps> oh no, no, I don't mean if I'm Kelly. I mean if I'm Jason. Oh yes. Well, I... no, that's overstepping. No, oh, okay. Until, uh, like, if she says no and he backs off, okay. But if then he forces it, then by all means, no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> by all means. Yep. Uh, Ian is at this party, too. He shows up with his giant trophy. But then he has to leave because, the, guess what? The Mafia are back. And they want to take over the Seattle Dojo. <laughs> which I have a note here. One of them looks like a skinny Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no. The dude with the glasses? Yes, yes, I yeah. know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like I thought it was him for a second. I was like, no, there's no way Brian Doyle Murray's in this movie. <laughs> a little more credit at this point in his career. <laughs> I would. I don't even think he would be in a movie like this, like now. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah, that's safe to say. <laughs> so the mafia are trying to buy out the Seattle dojo. Although uh, I don't know the Bill Murray's brother who was in uh, Moving Violations. Maybe I don't even know what that is. Yeah, he's got another brother. Oh. Uh, Okay. Yep. Yeah. Might, so the, might they do try that to... one on an episode. That one's pretty funny. <laughs> they try to buy out the dojo. Ian's not having it. Nope. And he takes off. The funniest thing is when Ian shows up at the dojo to meet with them, he like karate jumps over the railing <laughs> instead of just walking down the stairs. Everybody karate jumps over that railing. Right? RJ jumped over it. Yeah. And then at the party, so Scott, like you said earlier, when he was he had cake, and he's eating a whole cake. He's flinging it at Jason. He's throwing mustard at him. Jason gets his ass kicked by Dean. Before this, Jason gives what's her face, uh, a rabbit, a rabbit, right? For a girl, he's not really dating. He just met last summer, and he's kind of getting friendly with. And then they make out hard. Just a second. So sorry. Gave her the rabbit. And she says, oh, he's so cute. And he said, you made such a big deal about him at the pet store the other day. <laughs> when were they at the pet store? <laughs> we did not see that scene. We did not see that. And of course, uh, one of my favorite parts, and I'm sorry we skipped over it, was when the mafia contacts um, uh, Ian, or and uh, he takes the call in the duck room. <laughs> the room was just rife with ducks. He has been in Seattle for maximum three days. Mm. They went to the pet store before he got there? Even if they hadn't, um, if they had, if they had rather, if he would have reached out to her and say, hey, my family moved, is is, is living in Seattle now. Do you want to get together? Yeah, we'll meet at the mall. And they meet at the mall and they go to the food court. Then they go to the pet store that's in the mall. You know what? Those are scenes that could have been used. Not... <laughs> Jason's dad, Tom, in the hospital, or what was the other one that was uh, kind of superfluous? That didn't need it at all. Oh, the Scott's dad. Yes, because there's not a whole whole lot going on there. So I mean, just cut all that stuff out and and put in the scene where Jason and uh, the girl go to the mall. <laughs> Kelly. But yeah, Why back the mafia just open their own dojo, <laughs> or go to any other business. Yeah, like a, what's like I said. the obsession with karate? Also, the mafia has their own karate masters too. Yes, like what is going on in these towns? The karate mafia. Oh my god, the karateia, the mafarati. 
<laughs> the Mafarodia. There we go. It sounds like a. It's like an. Off, it sounds like an off-brand version of a Maserati. <laughs> it's the Mafarodia. <laughs> at this point, yes. So, J- so Jason gets his ass kicked at the party. Yes, because and, and that's how Dean endears himself to his sensei. He causes a fight at his sister's party, which he's having hosting at his house. Yep, because that's good karate. Mm. Right. That's that's the overall sensibility of karate. Yep. So here's my thing though. J- Jason is so mad at Kelly. Yeah. He is it like makes pissed, no sense at all. Pissed off at her. Like I even wrote, "What a whiny bitch." <laughs> because. And you're talking about Jason, not Kelly. Jason, not yes. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. She's like, what are you talking about? I didn't tell him to beat you up. He's like, ah, you don't understand. He drives away and we get flashbacks to what we just saw. Literally 15 seconds ago. Yep. <laughs> it's as if, it's as if Marty McFly went back in time at the Twin Pines Mall, landed in 1957, and then, as he woke up, he remembered that he went back in time. 1955. I don't want us to get obliterated in oh the comments. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. 1955. Yep. Uh, at this point, they go back to Bruce Lee's grave, because let's, why not? Let's just shoot it again. And <laughs> He's, I don't know what to do. If I had not known what this what this movie would turn into, because that's coming up later, I, thought for, I wrote down, are they going to weekend at Bernie's home? Jesus. That's the rest of the movie. <laughs> Bruce Lee and Weekend at Birdies. <laughs> no, Jason goes home and his dad's all mad at him because he can tell he's been fighting again. Yeah, shirt's ripped again. Yep. He's got mustard on him. <laughs> so he rips his Bruce Lee poster very delicately. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh yeah, he is not happy. And he's like, you know what? I, I'm going to run down the street to RJ's house. RJ comes out with a beautiful shower cap on. Well, it's because he's got Jerry Curl. <laughs> right. I no, know. that's legitimately <laughs> why he's got the shower cap on. It's still a funny visual. It is. And we get another stereotype for African-American characters in movies. They could get anything anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he convinces um, Jason that the, it's a good idea to squat, you know, in, in this uh, abandoned, abandoned house. house. Yep. <laughs> yes. And this is where we get the most egregious use of boom in shot. <gasps> okay. I thought I noticed that, but I wasn't sure if that's what it was. No. So it was totally there. Every time they're in that house and they're they're doing shots for anything in that house, boom in the shot just about every single time. And there are a few times where I saw the lights like the stage lights that they would be using to stage the scene. So they spend all night getting the uh, getting uh, Jason's dojo slash crack house all set up. And uh, they, RJ says, like, you want to come back and you can stay at my place? And Jason says, no, my, I got to head home or my dad will call the cops. And then he falls asleep reading a karate magazine, yep. which begs the question, did his dad call the cops? I thought you were going to say, which begs the question, is this Jacob's ladder? <laughs> this is a Jacob's Ladder type scenario. Dude, we're not that podcast. N- no, we're not. Um, it's a great show. Watch it. Listen to it. Listen uh, to it, yeah. Is, so you're asking, is, did his dad call the cops? Uh, I I guess not, because there's no cops <laughs> later on. 
<laughs> but you know what does happen? This, the ghost uh, of Bruce Lee. Yeah, th- th- this happens, folks. Light through a door. You know, you asked me to come. Karate heaven. Technically, Jeet Kundo. is in this movie they they tried in that the guy is asian and he looks nothing like bruce lee (laughs) i know that he was asian at least they got that because the russian is a frenchman that is shocking to me because the director of this movie is not a white man no You'd think he'd be like, no, guys, we have to get someone who looks like Bruce Lee. And everybody else saying, well, he's Asian. You think the director would have been like, you think we all look alike? <laughs> but no, he's like, yeah, you're right. We, we are pretty similar. I, I think that they felt that no one would notice if they like really Bruce lee up his clothes and haircut. My question is, why? so he's obviously dubbed. Oh, uh, terribly dubbed. I was gonna say, why is he dubbed by someone who can barely speak English? Because he still has to sound like Bruce Lee. <laughs> but like, they, you think they want to make it a little bit more? <laughs> it's because like... you called me, Jason. I'm gonna teach you karate. <laughs> My name's Bruce Lee, and I'm here to talk, tell you a thing or two. <laughs> teach you how to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Guess what? All little bubble gum. <laughs> I love that Rodney Piper. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I, I have seen a movie where, you know, someone worships a, a... is very fond of a celebrity or, like, you know, one of the, a, one of, a Bruce Lee-type figure. Mm-hmm. And they might have a scene where they kind of see his visage and he might say, like, listen, just be yourself, just stay true to yourself, etc., etc. You'll do great. And that's it. Right? Right. This is 20 minutes... Oh, this goes on Of the ghost days. of Bruce Lee... Training him fully. With, with montages interspersing to show the advancement of uh, his technique. 20 <laughs> minutes of this shit. <laughs> Which made me beg the question, is Jason living in the house? Yes. Because their <laughs> father has given up. Days that pass and it's like, is he living there? I thought his dad was going to call the cops. Is he living there? And my other question is, is the ghost of Bruce Lee really there? Or is Jason just going crazy? Oh, because we cover that. Yes. RJ sees it. And he's like, he just sees it. Jason talking to nobody. To nobody. And also full on Tyler dirtening himself. (laughs) Also, if it is, if there is a ghost of Bruce Lee there, my other question is, how can they physically interact? 
and how can the ghost of Bruce Lee pick up <laughs> I pick up a even, sandbag a pick couple, up a dick no my best one my favorite one a cup of water and a cup of coke oh the diet coke yeah <laughs> and like have how could he pick them up hmm. it's I want I my theory is that Jason has lost his mind that's a that's a very distinct possibility I don't know how he gets better at fighting but I feel like he's <laughs> lost his mind <laughs> like like we said it's from another podcast but he might be dead at this point <laughs> <laughs> but we do so get, we, we yeah we do get the the montages and but after this we move to see what uh, old Tom's been doing to support the family <laughs> oh working at a bar working at a bar I do want to say, though, during one of the montages, RJ interrupts Jason, and we do get a tickle fight. Their relationship is interesting, to say the least. I think that's the true love story of this movie. Well, because you get the tickle fight, and then there's that other scene where uh, Jason is doing I what were supposed to be dips. Uh, I thought I thought he was just trying to do, like, push-ups or something. No, because it was like no. Well, it's it's almost like this. Uh, it's almost like a sit up combined with a dip because his feet were up on one end, his shoulders or back were up on another thing, and he was basically dipping the middle of his body down and then pushing it up. And for added weight, RJ is sitting right on his pelvis, eating an ice cream with booty shorts and just having a great old time. Yeah, his facial reactions almost look like he was making an O face. Yes. I, I, I'm I pretty positive there's a reason why he was uh, Jason was so quick to get out of his relationship with Kelly, because... Yeah. Yeah, RJ's... That, that's the real love story. The movie should have ended with these two fucking. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> well, they had the music for it. You guys all heard it, so... Oh, you mean the training montage music? No, just the... Uh, when Scott was at the burger place and, uh, the other, where it sounded like the porno music. That oh, was... so, so you don't mean, you don't mean this. No, that's not porno music. <laughs> you don't mean this great music. <laughs> no, that's like super generic 80s pop. That is my favorite. I love the song. I love the training montage song. Mm. So yeah, so they their relation they have a very close relationship. Clearly. They're getting it on the frequent from each other. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, guys. I no, mean, nothing at all. No. Fill your boots. No, very progressive actually. It's a very to, progressive movie. To take that brave stance in nineteen eighty six. When he's doing the exercise and RJ's sitting on him, just to just to note, Jason does have his dick out. <laughs> We're pretty sure of that, yeah. I I, I think that's the un, unrated cut that I saw. <laughs> Interesting enough, that scene was not in the cut that my brother and I saw when we that were is, kids. That is unfortunate. <laughs> Although that would have if that if this movie was your sexual awakening, that would give me a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we give me it is what responsible for my my broader worldview, you know, today. There you go. Dudes can like dudes. It's fine. Perfectly yeah, okay. And you know what? And not only that, but it's an interracial relationship. Yeah, which is even you know even more so progressive. This movie is the most progressive film we've ever done. What about Ben and Arthur? 
I think this movie is more progressive than Ben and Arthur, a movie about gay rights made by a gay man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jason's dad is working at the bar. And we talked about this off air before we started. Yeah. I thought the guy, so there's a guy in the bar that's harassing Jason's dad. Who looks a lot like Sid. Sid? Yeah, Sid just Sid Vicious. Oh, okay, yes. Ooh, got that wrestling reference. There you go. Got to get it in there. It's all right. Just like uh, with RJ and Jason. Hey. Hi oh. Hi oh. But I thought it was Scott. I thought it was Scott's dad. That's fair. But Scott's when I dad... was a, well, when I was a kid, oh, okay. again, uh, the whole ski- scene earlier with Scott's dad and him getting him to clean with the pressure wash and all that wasn't in the cut that I saw. Right. So that later in the movie, when Tom is accosted by this guy at the bar who looks a hell of a lot like Scott, I would just assume that it was Scott's dad because they were all living in the same neighborhood and he was working at a neighborhood bar. So it makes sense that Scott's a bit of a dick. So why wouldn't his dad be a total dick as well? I also love because you know there are some movies and TV shows where they make the, they make the dad look pretty much exactly like the kid but bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a thing that would have happened in a movie like this. So it would have made sense too if they'd done that because then they would have been able to say we went out of our way to make Scott and his dad look alike, but not the ghost of Bruce Lee. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, he was Asian, right? And he he wore pajamas and had a bowl cut. That's right. That's all you need. Yep. I also thought it was weird. So the uh, Scott's it's not Scott's dad. You got me all. <laughs> Jason's dad eventually has to fight him off because this guy takes a pool cue and tries to attack him. Mm-hmm. He breaks it. So I'm like, is he gonna stab him with it? Nope. Just gives him the bums rushed out the no dogs allowed door. Yes, that was my question. Why are there no dogs allowed outside? Well, no the the. It, no, they're just saying no dogs allowed in the bar. But why would that be on that side of the door? Oh, maybe it was on both sides of the door. Maybe, but the way it looked like to me is like, oh, you can have your dog in the bar. You just can't take them outside. <laughs> no dogs allowed in the alley. In the alley, right. Mm. <laughs> the very public alley yeah. outside. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so J- yeah, Jason's dad gets rid of him. And we, we got more homoerotic up. training. More homoerotic training. We got to finish up with Bruce Lee, uh, the ghost of Bruce Lee, who uh, gets him to put his foot in like a harness or like a rope. He's teaching him how to do the flip kick. The flip kick. Yeah. yeah. So he eventually gets it. And then as soon as he gets it, Bruce Lee is like, all right, peace. <laughs> I can't teach you anymore. <laughs> it's the most anticlimactic ending ever because literally doesn't say anything. He just leaves. Yeah, there's no goodbye, there's no I've taught you everything I can, use what I've taught you wisely, you'll do great, I'm sure you and RJ will be happy together. None of that. Right. Back to Jason's dad. Yes. He goes outside of the bar, and uh, this guy is is waiting for him, uh, the guy who I thought was Scott. And Jason's dad at first is like, listen, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. What won't happen again? Serving him alcohol and then kicking him out for being an asshole? Apparently, because Jason's so, again, Jason's dad doesn't want to use karate in a in an ad, in an aggressive manner. Oh, karate is uh, dragging him ten feet and throwing him out the door. Yeah, actually, it looked like they did like a wrestling lockup, <laughs> and they just kind of sashayed to the left a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these drunk guys, they want to they want to kick Jason's dad's ass. 
Yes. And Thankfully. Jason does show up. Yep. And they, they he, he's the one who takes them all on. Single-handedly. Yeah. And we get that exchange between Jason about and him his his dad. I was such a fool and and all that. And I'm like the fucking dialogue in this movie is so good. Oh, and it's delivered so. Ah, oh. amazingly. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Let's go home. Mom's making dinner. Yeah. Jason's mom's making dinner. Let's yeah. go home. Let's go okay, home. Okay, Jason's dad. <laughs> Let's go home. Mom's making dinner. Smash cut to a nightclub. Right. Because, uh, and uh, RJ with his spot on MJ cosplay. Yeah. A bunch of rhyming there. I'm so proud of that. With, <laughs> good job. Thank you. With two people dancing in in the middle of a circle. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, okay, was this scene in your cut? Yes. That is surprising. <laughs> well, because they're, you know, it was 86, breakdancing was a thing, you know, and people were, it was popular. Mm. So, yeah, you know, it was there. Plus, it has to play in because this plays into their relationship between Kelly and Jason. <laughs> and those two folks who were doing the breakdancing, they help kind of get them back together too, right? <laughs> With the help of the 50-year-old DJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At this bumpin' 80s nightclub. Everybody get up and dance. And everybody gets up and dance. Even Kelly's lesbian girlfriends. <laughs> Whoa. Dude, those, they were straight up. I mean, again, super progressive for 1986. <laughs> were they were they grinding on each other? No, no. They just looked like, they looked real indigo girl. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Nathan making assumptions. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I didn't know that there's anything wrong with it, but they 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 definitely looked Birkenstock. <laughs> well, you know, this movie, like we said, it's very progressive. Very, very much, yeah. Very progressive. But yeah, they tell the the 50 year old DJ who's working there to play slow music, and he's probably like, "Ugh, finally something I know." <laughs> Not up with this hippin' and hoppin' music. So immediately, as soon as the slow song comes on. Everybody just like goes right into slow dancing, like it's so seamless. Yep, and the uh, the breakdancing girl gets to start dancing with Jason, and the the breakdancing guy does his little shtick. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he's like, was... "You want to dance?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Uh, uh," and he starts like doing his breakdancing, but he's making his heart. It's <laughs> that... breaking his heart. That was upsetting. And she... <laughs> yeah, and she dances with him, and uh, they kind of. Whoa, spin around in misdirection, and then, you know, Jason and Kelly are dancing, doing the Don and Melania. <laughs> oh they do boy. not look like they're in love at all. Chem- the chemistry is on fire. Yeah. So Jason and Kelly make up. She calls him a jerk, and he's like, hey, you're supposed to say, no, you weren't being a jerk. And I'm like, shut your mouth. You don't deserve to be with anyone. You were being a whiny you are the worst (laughs) i Uh, honestly like i'm sure there's another example but i'm sure that we've done other movies with whiny lead characters but this might be the worst one yeah it's up there super whiny he's terrible although when you get right down to it though he is playing the perfect angsty teenager yeah because they're the worst the worst (laughs) i feel like he's really playing up the angstiest 
Okay. Anyway, we gotta get past this. So we get out of the nightclub. They're back together. Mm-hmm. We go to our main attraction. This is the this is the grand finale. This is uh, the Seattle team against, I guess, the mafia team from New York. <laughs> well, I think they're supposed to be from New Jersey, aren't New they? New Jersey. I, th- I thought yeah. they said okay. Well, New Jersey, New York. Or were they all American or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So instead, though, they pull the rug out from under the Seattle team and say, "You're all gonna fight John Claude Van Damme. Remember him? Well, he's back." There must have been a guy who looked like Stephen King, because I have a note here. It was nice to see Stephen King help. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to go back and take a look because I'm probably gonna watch this movie a few Damn, more times before that means I die. I'll have to watch this movie again. <laughs> Patty did note that the uh, the ring announcer looked like Colonel Sanders' nephew. <laughs> I he did he did uh, sell pretty well getting shoved into the ropes. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he like dramatically bounces off with his mouth agape the entire time. Mm. But here's the thing: so Jason goes to this fight and he sees that it's John Clavin Van Dam, and we get flashbacks. Also known as La Russian, right? La Russian. I like La that. Russian. <laughs> so he sees that it's La Russian, and he remembers back to the beginning of the movie when John Clavin Van Dam broke his dad's uh, foot, the leg. Shin, I guess. It's <laughs> Shin. And he's like, wait a second, you guys can't fight him? This is all he's seen him do, by the way, so I have no idea how he knows that he's this great fighter. Yeah, he's had one, he's seen one fight with his dad, who uh, clearly doesn't like to fight to begin with. And so much so that you had to defend him from a, a group of rowdy bargoers. Right. So he goes up to so so Jason goes up to Ian and this is again speaks to our discussion earlier. Ian's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, no idea who he is. He introduces himself as a friend of Kelly's. Why not just say, "I'm Kelly's boyfriend"? Maybe they're not putting labels on it. They're just having a fun time and seeing where it goes. Brendan, progressive movie. Yeah, uh, I did like here. Uh, a little bit of confusion was brought because the mafia guy. Uh, takes over as the ring announcer and introduces uh, Le Russian and uh, says he's Eastern Europe's most feared fighter. Is he Russian or Eastern European? Uh, Eastern Euro-Russian. No. I, I thought you were going to say that you did like referee Charles Robinson. I actually have that. Little Nature's the ref. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's quite the wig he has on. It, uh, that has, that's his real hair. Yeah, right. So Jean-Claude just runs through these people. While the mob lackey is just having a total orgasm in the crowd. I did notice that for some reason... Uh, did you notice that a major star was in this movie? Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, besides Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, uh, Charles Robinson. Well, it, it, a major actor. A major Colonel Sanders' actor. nephew. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Al Pacino from Serpico. <laughs> Did not know he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right there in John Claude's corner. Corner, yep. I just said, I just have a note that says Serpico sure likes touching his shoulders. <laughs> so the sped up fighting is in full effect here. It's really all over the place. <laughs> we got um, a bit. Of, we got quite a bit of Jean Claude Van Stallone. <laughs> oh, with him talking, trying to with talk, him ta- and and making that that scrunched like mouth down the corner face he does do a really good russian accent yeah oh it's spot on he he beats the crap out of so as he's beating the crap out of ian because he's already kicked the other two guys asses 
and he's basically about to murder him. No one does anything. Ref bump. Ref, ref bump. We do get him kicking the ref. Uh, he almost does something to Kelly. And then she Jason, gives him a chair shot. She gives him a chair shot, which he knows sells. <laughs> and then Jason leaps into action. <laughs> yes. And he says, he's like, oh, it's you for the first time. <laughs> and he's like, but this time it'll be different. Russian. Yeah. And that sends Jean-Claude Van Damme, a.k.a. Ivan Krasinski, a.k.a. <laughs> Russian McRussian, into a murderous rage. A.k.a. Vodka. Refer to me by my cultural upbringing. That's right. It's like it's like if I went to you and I was like, "You Saint Johner, filthy Fredericktonian." <gasps> but it's not even not even Fredericktonian uh, rights. That's a, that, that's a thing. I'm not sure I'll take it. Okay. It's not even like, but he like you said, he didn't even say anything bad about Russian. All he said was, "You Russian, yeah, <laughs> you American." No, he doesn't even say you. He just calls him Russian. Russian. He's, this time it'll be different, Russian. Right. And he's like, ah. Yep. And then we get the uh, we get the flip kick, which is this movie's crane kick because right. that's what he's been practicing, but, right? And then we fl- we we also flash back to more more Bruce Lee ghosts, though. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> you never have enough flip- of that. No, you can't. With that flip kick. The Mafia is defeated. <laughs> the Mafia is defeated. Because, by the way, we didn't mention this, but the dojo was on the line. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how these things work. <laughs> if you ever find, like, the Mafia creeping up on your business, just challenge them to a karate fight. For your business. For your business. No. Because that is legally binding. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. We, we roll credits. And... My favorite thing about the end credits is Please that tell me. this is really speaks to the movie as a whole because mm-hmm. the credits are over and then for yep. another 10 seconds, the song is still playing. <laughs> the credits didn't last as long as the song. I got that exact note. The song is longer. <laughs> Guys, there's a, there's a thing called a fade. You could have put at the end right there. Instead, they play a whole extra verse. It's right. I was like, well, I looked at my the timer, like, and I was like, there's still another 20 seconds left. I think this is the final credit. And then, sure enough, the song keeps going, and the screen is black. <laughs> you know the guy who plays Jason? Uh, he grew up to look an awful lot like Norm MacDonald. But that is no retreat, no surrender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is pretty great. Yes. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. I have a question. What's that, little hulkster? Hulk Hogan? That's right, brother. I mean, someone who sounds like Hulk Hogan, but uh, copyright-wise is not technically Hulk Hogan. That's right. Um, sure. Why not? Don't internet search me. Okay, my mom doesn't let me use Google anymore anyway. 
That's probably for the best, little hulkster. Wait a second. Maybe you can help me. I'll do what I can. We're, I'm looking for all the wrestling news, rumors, and all the results, and I can't find them anywhere. Well, let me tell you something, little hoaxer. If you need your fix for internet wrestling rumors and results and all the inside information, you're going to need to go to WrestlingNewsWorld.com. If you're not there, you're not anywhere, brother. Wow, thanks, kind of Hulk Hogan. Sure thing, little hoaxer. Remember, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and go to school and all that other stuff, because I'm not really Hulk Hogan, so I don't know what he'd want to say. WrestlingNewsWorld.com What were they thinking? So, as, so I guess a lot of times we forget to do this, because I think it's pretty obvious by how we talk about the movie, but Nathan, would you recommend people watch this? Oh, 100%. Like I'm just say. to just to say that you witnessed this. <laughs> we and the thing is, like, there's a lot of portions we didn't really get into much because literally it's just it's the ghost of Bruce Lee and that's crazy. But then it's just a training montage. And it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, like it's just a bunch of kicking and punching and you know, uh, you do not envision it. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> just like the end, the fights at the end are actually very entertaining. <laughs> Yes. It, not in, like, a legitimate sense, but they're enjoyable. I will say, you absolutely need to watch this. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, though, don't go in thinking that it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, because he's only in it, like like we said, for maybe ten minutes total. <laughs> the end, and then that one thing at the beginning. But, I mean, the... Again, the dialogue and the delivery of said dialogue is something that must be witnessed to be believed. Legendary. Yep. But, Nathan? Uh, yes, Brennan? I think you know what time it is. Uh, yes, it's that time in the program where we dust off our best NPR voices and uh, bring a little class to this uh, otherwise tawdry affair. Uh, it is time for the Low haiku. Low haiku. Mm. So, who would who is going to begin? I believe it is. Uh, it is your turn to go first. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Karate Kid on crack. Jean Claude Van Damme is Russian. Bruce Lee's ghost. Slurgen. <laughs> That was my brain exploding at the end. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Russian. Bruce Lee. More lively than this. Okay. Cheated on that one. (laughs) (laughs) You added an extra syllable. I did. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> I was going to say, at this point, we say, don't take our word for it. Don't take our word for it! Here's the thing, No, though. but you could totally take our word for it. This is awesome. <laughs> take our word for it, because this movie is fantastic although some some critics did not agree uh yes because there are two reviews on rotten tomatoes 
Three. Three critic reviews. Well, one is negative, but it doesn't have any comments. Oh, okay. Well, there you, well and, and look at that mustache. How can you trust that guy? <laughs> this this one is, for some reason, this is a positive review from Walter Goodman at the New York Times. It says, the advice from this corner, retreat. I don't see how that's positive. He's he enjoyed you to, it. It's fresh. <laughs> I You should run away from this movie. Five stars. <laughs> Basically. Austin Tunick from Under the Radar writes, come to no retreat, no surrender for the da- Van Damage funny you're delightful but stick around for the wall-to-wall wtf-ness i agree with that second part but don't go for the van damage because you'll watch 10 minutes of the movie yeah (laughs) that's it for critics guys i did copy down some of these user reviews though (laughs) they're pretty funny yeah some of them are pretty good this one is from david m he said (laughs) that he he uh breaks this down in a mathematical sense karate kid plus rocky five Mm-hmm. Plus awful acting, right? Plus okay theme song equals no retreat, no surrender. But I kind of liked it. Of course. <laughs> um, this one actually is from Anthony, and um, yeah, it it kind of sums up how I sort of felt here. Okay. A, a film I loved when I was eleven managed to track it down recently, and this is garbage. <laughs> I turned it off after 30 minutes. Cheap crap with bad acting. One of the many imitators that the Karate Kid spawned. Now, I will say this. um, It does have Howard the Duck levels of holding up to what I remembered. Because I legitimately liked this movie when I was a kid. (laughs) Like, my brother and I, we had a, a, a... copy that we had gotten off of like the movie channel or something back in the day someone had recorded it for us and we wore that tape out man i we, we watched it a lot how much do you have to watch a tape to wear it out i didn't literally wear it out but oh, i mean we okay. we watched it a lot a lot man so much so that when my parents moved out of their uh their house when they were downsizing uh we found the tape it was still at my parents house <laughs> Well, we should uh, we should do a we should watch the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get that cut that I watched where we don't meet Scott's dad, and uh, there's way less homoeroticism in the training montages. Boo! And we don't get Jason's dad in the uh, hospital. Boo! Uh, this next one comes from Eric. Uh, sorry, this next one comes from uh, yeah Eric L. I'm not sure what he's... <laughs> anyway. Top five of my inspiration movie, either you like karate or not. I think you should have read that in a Russian accent, because that person is clearly ESL. Top five of my inspiration movie, either you like karate or not. There you go. Katie M. absolutely loved it. Ellipsis X. <laughs> <laughs> Sean I. did not care for it, though. No. He says, this pile of crap was so bad that dead people complain. Well, there was that, you know, Bruce Lee Bruce did Lee. send a sternly worded letter to me. <laughs> Dearest producers, sincerely, Ghost of Bruce Lee. <laughs> Guys, I think we really got something here. <laughs> oh, any publicity is good publicity. That's right. Hey. Um... I have one more, right. but if you have another one you want to read. All right, let's see if I, I'm gonna feel I can find a, uh, a got, negative one because I've been all about the positive on this one. I've got one from Brett H. So okay, um, 
All right. This will because we talked about the how long how the movie's uh, theme was longer than the credits. Yes. The only thing worth oh this is from Ben Ben C by the way. Uh, the only thing worth watching for this movie is the soundtrack itself. Although it and the movie seems to be cliched even for its time, even when compared to Rocky and the Karate Kid. P.S. The reason why Jason Stilwell and his family moved to Seattle is because of a sudden injury from his father, who was at the beginning of the movie a martial arts te- Ben, be better. Be better. This is awful. Get on your... Get- Get, get your, on your game. Get your shit together, yeah, Ben. Get your shit together, Ben. Come on, Ben. Benjamin. <sighs> I used his full name. Yeah, well, I know that way he knows you're serious. That's right. Okay, let lay the last one <laughs> you got there on me. All right, Brett H. He is not happy. Unfortunate, and he also doesn't make any sense at one point. You'll know. Is it Bret Hart? Uh, it's two T's, so probably not. Okay. But you'll know. You'll know right away the part that makes absolutely no sense. Unfortunately, this film is probably the worst film ever put together. The acting is pants. The script is worse. It's just as bad as I remember. It's just as I remembered it from when I was about six years old. I loved it back then. That's the reason for the three stars. The acting is pants. Pants. Does he mean like, is it like banana pants? (laughs) The acting is pants. I don't pants. know. I've, I've heard banana pants, but it, it just seems weird like to say pants. From now on, I'm just going to use that. Like It's it's like when you know the when you, you listen to some millennial who wants to say crazy, and they say cray, and you just want to punch them in their face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, those are, those are the reviews. There you go. Yeah. Totally see it, though worth it yeah if you can see the you see the uncut version because (laughs) the homoeroticism alone is worth it yeah it's this movie guys above all else this movie is pants pants it's totally pants but before we start plugging our shit that sounds kind of homoerotic as well just gonna well, German there. German homoerotic maybe. <laughs> but we start, before we start plugging it, yeah. uh, we should talk about next episode. All right. Well, what's your hintaroo? Well, your hinsky. My hinsky. Yes. Hint. Well, your brief description of possible description for the movie. Right. So yeah. my the words that you're going to use to kind of tease us about what the next movie is. Correct. So my hint is... A brief summarization of... I will kill you. Alright, I'll stop. Are we good? Okay. Okay. So my hint for next episode, next main episode, is... Simply, it's about to get real sexy up in here. Real sexy. About to get real sexy up in here. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Nobody was gonna get it, and I don't care. I cannot wait to review Elmo and Grouchland. <laughs> no, it's actually No Retreat, No Surrender Part Two. Oh, sweet! It has nothing to do with this one then. <laughs> That's right. That's it. That would be my clue if it was that movie. Nothing to do with the movie we just did. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It's going to get real sexy. 
All right. So plug away, good sir. Uh, well, um, I've 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 got my friend here with me, oh, and boy. he has promised to be nice. Yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. Okay. Well, what? Just gonna give him the mic here. <clears throat> Hello. It's your good friend Montrose, uh, Monkington the Third Esquire, and I would like to take this time to thank Brendan and Nathan for giving me the opportunity uh, to to advertise my my stuff upon their show. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also uh, join my Facebook group, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends. Uh, you may also follow me on the Twitter, uh, Montrose. Uh, the third number three R D on Twitter. I'm I'm covering a lot of wrestling these days. In fact, uh, by the uh, you'll possibly be uh seeing my videos for the upcoming WrestleMania quite soon, and also uh, my latest vlogcast where I reviewed WrestleMania 10. So again, thank you, Brendan and Nathan. Uh, I will stop saying bad things about you. Please uh, call off your lawyers. Uh, thank you. More later. Well. That's all you gotta do. You gotta threaten the legal action. Yep. And you get to a polite Simeon. There you go. Is he that's gone? All it takes. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's gone for sure. Yep. Thank yep. God. So that's that's Montrose Monkington. So make sure you follow him. Also, you can follow us. You can. Yeah. On Twitter and Instagram, WWTT Podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook, What Were They Thinking? And you can also interact with us at What Were They Thinking Interactive facebook group get all interactive and whatnot yeah you can also on twitter by the way you can also slide into our dirty mouths yes of course our dirty mouths are open so you can slide into them (laughs) you can uh also of course this podcast whatever platform you're listening to wow that made no sense also this podcast is on many different platforms you can find us on podbean youtube google play stitcher itunes Many more. Al Jazeera Network. Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Week. Human Scent iPod. Podkit Knife. ABC Spark, but not Disney. But not Disney. <laughs> and for a very limited time, we will be on HBO. Yeah, but you gotta pay for the premium to get that. Yeah, we're on right after uh, the third repeat in a row of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. But before... The new episode of Ballers. So we are well, Ballers lead-in. Well, yes. We lead you to the balls. Right. Right. After the sex. <laughs> after the, the sex, you get the balls. Right. <laughs> well, after the sex, you get us and then the balls. Right. That's how right. it should be. Yeah. Guys, go see No Retreat, No Surrender. I have a question for you, though, Nathan. Oh, really, Brendan? What is that? <laughs> well... Mm-hmm. In a, it's gonna make sure my brain is working here. In a movie, yep, where Jean Claude Van Damme making his American film debut is playing a Russian who speaks with a French accent. Mm-hmm. In a film where the story that's not supposed to be the love story is the love story of this movie. Oh, absolutely progressive. Yeah, in a movie. Oh, yeah, in a movie where the ghost of Bruce Lee trains our main white male character. Right. And in a movie... Flurgan! Okay, Nathan. Yes? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Give me a second. (laughs) 
you dying over there. Bitch. Oh. Takahashi son's gonna kill me one of these days. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit With a one last plot holes of gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At eilfm.podbean.com. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.poppin.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Uh, but I like to think he's a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first.